Someone said it very rightly. Allow your passion to become your purpose, and one day it will become your profession. So hi guys, welcome back to your very own podcast. मैं हूँ कला मैं हूँ बाज और हम है आठ बज के कला बाज लेट्स बज इट सो बाज यू रिमेम्बर टेंथ बोर्ड के रिजल्ट के बाद कैसा लगा था टेंथ के रिजल्ट के बाद यस यस हाउ कैन आई फॉरगेट देर आर सो मेनी कंफ्यूजन आफ्टर द रिजल्ट शुड आई टेक कॉमर्स साइंस एंड सो मेनी फील्ड आर देर एग्जैक्टली today we have come up with an exciting session that we call career talks in today's podcast we will explore the world of career counseling and guidance as we all know the result of class 10th and 12th have been declared giving way to a time filled with confusion ambiguity for both students and their parents that is why bazid it is discussing career counseling and guidance for students as we continue we would like you to meet our special guest mrs sonika singh who has de- decades of experience in career counseling and guidance which has helped many students to reach their dream careers welcome to our podcast ma'am thank you so much so ma'am please tell us about your journey as a teacher counselor and mentor i have been an educationist for three decades and working with students in grade 11 and 12 ready to embark on their journey of making informed choices in selected subjects courses colleges and careers i'm a master's degree in english literature and education from university of delhi and i'm a certified career coach i have the fortune not only to teach different kinds of boards ib cbsc state board but i also have the opportunity to teach in holland and belgium I coach students to go to different colleges abroad and in India. I also teach teachers to enhance their English proficiency, and I also pen poetry on my blog English with Poetry. So that's who I am—a teacher, counselor, and a poet. Great, ma'am. I'm very happy and thankful that you are with us today in this special session. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Ma'am, my question to you would be that how important it is for students to present himself and herself appropriately to the outside world. Research in social psychology suggests that people are very quick to form a lasting impression of others based on their behavior. Hence, your first impression is going to last in their mind. And haven't we all heard, first impression is the last impression. So in this highly competitive world, one needs to make a place for oneself, and I attribute four C's to having a great first impression, and that would be first of all your clothing. How you dress says a lot, and the way you dressed, the same way are you going to be addressed. A pair oft proclaims the man. Somebody had said so many years back, which only suggests that the way you dress. is going to be so much of importance to the other person my second c would be content you must know what you need to tell the other person content must be appropriate it must be crisp it must be well thought it must be concise and precise the third most important thing would be confidence you must be convinced of who you are and what you want to say Once you are convinced yourself, 
you will be very confident. And the fourth, another importantly, is a conversation. You must have an engaging conversation. And in your conversation, you should be smart enough to bring out your strengths. And that is why you will be able to put an impression on the other. Yes. So true, so true. I think you summarized it really well that how important it is for someone to dress right, to say things right, to be confident and have the right conversation. To make it for to make it go forward, my second question to you would be like in today's generation everyone is talking about soft skills and these special um, way to talk, to dress, and not everyone have those skills. So I would like to ask you, like, why everyone is talking about 21st century skills and how are they important for a student? 21st century skills are very important. And in fact, you would all be aware that our NEP 2020, that is our national education policy, on which we are modeling all our boards, CBSC or ICSC or IB, all these boards are talking about skill development. And skill development today is very important as it gives way to an experiential learning. And uh, all the activities in the school, right from kindergarten to class 12, are based on skill development. 21st century skills are critical thinking, communication, collaboration, and creativity. Now, if we look at each skill, you will understand that these are the skills which make you a seasoned person in the world. Let's pick up the first skill, communication. The way you communicate with others is very important. Whether you are an office bearer in a big company or you are a simple chef in a restaurant, everywhere you need to communicate. You need to communicate in every corner, every place. The pawn shop guy who is serving you pawn is also communicated with you. And the CEO of the company also communicates with you. What, we are there, everybody is here to sell himself in some way or the other. Hence, communication is so important. So that's the first thing. Critical thinking, problem solving. We live in a world which is a very volatile world. It's a changing world and you need to be one up before all problems. And activities at school are making you become a better thinker. You have to think out of the box. You cannot be one in the crowd. You have to be above the crowd. The next skill is collaboration. We live in a world where we need to collaborate with others. See, today you and I are also collaborating. Three of us are talking together in order to tell people about career counseling. Collaboration. Collaboration starts with fair work. It starts with group work. It starts with companies coming together. It starts with nations coming together. It's, it is with everyone coming together. Hence, the collaborative skills are also done at school. And the last skill is creativity. We live in a world where people who are creative will get a chance to stand out. And then creativity does not come in one day. Different activities are given to students at school so that they come up with more creative solutions. And that's what all these four skills do. And I repeat again. Creativity, communication, collaboration, creative thinking 
or the 21st century skills along with great knowledge and skill of IT. Like what should be the current steps to find your career passion? Yes, that is a very excellent question. Then how do I find my career? What is so important? What is, how do I get the right career? Because we have to make a very informed career choice when we have a career. Because you want to start your career what? At 22, 23? And well into your 60s, you will be in your career. Which means 40 years of your life will be spent in a career. And these days there is no retirement age. But you could work well till your 70s if your health permits. So in that kind of a scenario, when I do not have a retirement age, I need to be very, very, very prudent with the kind of career I want to pick. So, I have always felt that follow the principle of Ikigai. Now, what is Ikigai? So, Ikigai is a Japanese concept which means a reason for being, a reason to live. And to me, in my mind, I would say that the career for me is the best career when I do not hate Monday mornings. But when I do not get up and say, oh my god, kaam par jana hai. That is not my career. If I'm always heran parishan in going to my work, then that is the wrong career option which I have picked up. So, I should feel happy to go to my work. This career should be your passion also. Absolutely. So to answer that big question, you know, which is in the minds of all of us, kya career le, kya kare, you know, choreographer baru, ya architect baru, ye baru, ho baru, passion, passion ki taraf dhyan do, ya paise ki taraf dhyan do, kya karu, kya wo passion, wo career chunu, jo mere baba apne chuna. I think for that, we should go on a four-step simple task. And that is find your ikigai. Let me explain it to you. First of all, figure out what you love. Second, see what you are good at. Third, what the world needs. And people think you can be paid for it. I repeat, what you love, what you are good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. Now, with these four principles, you should make your career choice. And let me illustrate this to you. A girl came for my career counseling a few years back. And she told me that she loved animals. She felt sorry for them. She loved photography. She loved research. And biology was her favorite subject to study. That is, she was telling me what she loved. Then I asked her, what was she good at? And she said she was good at taking care of the animals and she was also interning in a rescue center every summer. I asked her the third question. Do you think world needs people like you to care for the animals? And the answer is definitely yes. yes. The world needs people who care about animals. And the last, if she wants to make now, she has to make a career. And then I asked her, I said, your passion to love animals, your ability to take care of them, do you think anybody is going to pay for it? Can you make a career out of it? And the answer was yes. She can become a veterinarian. She can become an animal doctor. And so her 
passion and love for animals, her mission to help them, and her job of becoming a doctor is her ikigai. And that child now is studying in one of the famous universities in the world, and she's very happy doing it because she's doing what she wanted to do. But here is another catch. My passion always cannot be my profession because I need to have the ability to do that also. You cannot become an astrophysicist just because you love stars. You need to be great at physics also. Knowledge is always important. Right. So it is the passion, the performance, both put together should make your profession. So that is your ikigai. Putting all the things together and you got your profession. It's a simple four step thing which we have to do in order to find our ikigais and purpose in life. Great ma'am, great. Really uh, helping us to find a better career. So as you discussed like how we can find uh, career interest and how we can we can choose a right career path but how do i know that what is my career interest there are students who doesn't know where is their interest lying very rightly asked i think it's a very valid question where do you, where is your career interest i think sometimes if you're not able to find out what is your interest then maybe you can take some help and the help you can take from a career counselor you can have a counseling session with that person. You can also go in for a more scientific way of doing it, and that is taking up a psychometric test. Now that brings us to the next question: what is a psychometric test? A psychometric test is, test is an assessment used to measure an individual's cognitive ability, personality, or behaviors. Psychometric tests take many forms and are broadly split into two categories: personality tests and aptitude. Now, aptitude tests are able to evaluate candidates on their core reasoning or cognitive abilities required for the role, such as candidates' reading comprehension, his numerical aptitude, etc. And then the personality tests explore an individual's behavior, values, and motivations. Like, for example, if I want to become a doctor and I do not have the compassion in my personality, or I do not have the ability to sit for long hours, then it is very difficult for me to become a doctor. Because working for long hours and having a compassion towards the other person are two traits which are very much needed to become a doctor. Right? So, psychometric test then is a help, an aid with which you can understand yourself better. Because when you are able to understand yourself better, then you are able to make an informed choice better. Very true, ma'am. So, ma'am, as you said, that we should know how to make informed decisions. And I think for that, we one needs to understand what is their personal statement in life, in like what is their core values and what is what they are working for. So, how can a student make that personal statement for himself or herself? See, your marks cannot define you holistically as a person. Hence, your SOP statement of person or your personal statement plays a very important role. 
because when you write an SOP for a college, I think that's the time it gives you an opportunity to know yourself. Because many times, we do not do analysis of our own selves. When did you last time sit, take a big piece of paper and write, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses? <laughs> when have we really uh, taken time to actually think about the obstacles in our lives? When we have thought about things that we need to remove from our lives or the thing we need to inculcate in our personality. So I think probably SOP should not be just written when you are going for uh, admission. That's what we generally do. Yes. And initially we used to have the concept of SOPs only for the foreign universities, but now we started having the Indian universities also. So at one level, uh, SOP works as a tool with which you are telling the other person who you are more than your marks. It also works in a way that if you have a weak profile or if you know you haven't got the required mask, with the help of SOP you are able to tell the college people that these are the other things which you have in your personality. I think it also is a reflective reflection or an introspection by you on your own self. So, I think it's time that you, everybody should write the personal statement, not for a college application. Not for the admission for only. Right. In the daily routine, we should check ourselves. Exactly. So, I think we should write our SOPs sometimes, our yes, personal statements. That would be a yeah. great thing to do. Uh, is it always possible to take our passion as a career? Uh, how it's versus money? Is, is it... Uh, a right choice to take your passion as a career? I would say, uh, I would say that uh, both money and passion are important, right? So I would not pick up a career solely on passion, right? What is our sole purpose in life at the end of the day? Our sole purpose in life at the end of the day is to be happy. Happiness. Because success is something very relative. What may be successful for you may not be successful for me. There is always a different definition of success by each perspective. Absolutely. And you know that reminds me in saying something that there was once upon a time there was this particular king and he was very unhappy. So he would call, you know, all he called all the sages in the of in his empire to tell him the remedy how he could be happy. And the sages told him that he has to wear the shirt of a happy man. So everywhere throughout the kingdom, everybody went looking for a happy shirt. Because by wearing that happy shirt, the man would become happy. happy. So everybody went. And they, you know, they went to each door and they knocked at the door and said, Can I have your shirt? Are you a happy man? And everybody in the kingdom said, No, I'm not happy. No, I'm not happy. So by the time they were reaching the end of the kingdom and uh, they heard a big laughter. Ha 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 ha. So there was this big laughter and there was this particular man, you know, who was really, really laughing. And because of that roaring laughter, these people, you know, were very excited. They said, oh my God, we must go and get the shirt. Because we finally found a man with a happy shirt. Otherwise, the king is going to be so angry that he's going to hang us. So they all went running to him. They couldn't see him because he was behind the bushes. So they said, knock, knock. Mr. Happy Man, can you come outside and give us the happy shirt? And the man comes out and says, I am very happy, but I don't have a shirt. 
So the third thing I'm trying to make over here is that each one of us have a different definition of success. Maybe your definition of success is six Nike t-shirts in your wardrobe and maybe mine is just one. So because our career is such an important part of our personality, here a balance of passion and money both need to be there. Because sometimes a career chosen for the sake of money may become your passion later. And sometimes a career which is chosen only for the sake of passion and if it does not give you money, it does not even give you the bare minimum, then it becomes a story of regret and not of happiness. Uh, I was just talking to a very successful IT professional once who said, IT was never my first choice. It was engineering physics. But he could not get admission in that course because of various reasons. So he ended up in IT. He did very well in the field. And gradually, with every achievement or very every accomplishment that he got, he started liking the career IT. So he started off as, some, as a career wherein you get more money because IT is a well-paid career. So he started off with a career which was in money and later on that career became his passion. Now his love for engineering physics still is there because with his kind of money which he has uh, earned from his IT profession, he still goes and picks up very very expensive courses from MITs and University of Harvard to study as a passion. So see it, com it comes a full circle. I may start something with passion, right? If it doesn't give me money, it might dwindle. But maybe if I start something with an informed choice, then it may not be my first passion, maybe my second. Who knows? With accomplishment and success, it might become my passion. So I think a balance between passion and money should be there. We can't give preference to one more than the second less. Yeah? Yes, I think one has to be realistic to be able to balance that thing of passion and money. So my next question would be like, how can students network themselves in the industries they have interest in and understand the real meaning and the career they're choosing for? Network. Networking, fortunately or unfortunately, is very important today. You know, we need to network all the time right from the meeting parties to the career choices. Uh, I would suggest pick up internships. That would be my answer to it. Join various clubs. Go to summer schools. Use social media. Get connected with people virtually from different universities and courses. Have an alumni connect. Go on the university forums where there are students already there. Connect with them. Write emails to the universities which courses you want to go to. Right? Look for people around in that particular profession, and that could be anybody. Knock at every door. Definitely, some door will open for you. Sure. I think that had be that has been a very good conversation with you. And so this would be, I think, my last question that one career ad advice that you wish you had received when you were starting your journey? I will answer it differently. 
I will tell you the advice I was given by somebody which has been my mantra to live. Learning is a continuous process and one needs to keep abreast with times. Careers don't define you, you define your careers. Fashion your career path in a way that gives you purpose to live, enough money that you can take care of your needs, a sense of achievement and most importantly happiness. When you are happy to go to work, that means you have taken a very good career choice. Thank you. Thank you Sonika ma'am for such a great input. I hope this will be a great help for our listeners. And guys to listen to more such podcasts, please keep listening to your very own channel Buzzit. We are also available on Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcast. Till then keep buzzing it.